0: to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Capshow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Markable Entrepreneur podcast. I have Sarah Lewis with me today. I'm so privileged to be speaking to her from SRL Solutions. How are you doing? I'm great.
1: My name is Sarah
0: Roach-Lewis.
1: Sarah Roach-Lewis. So sorry about that. Um, uh, So tell us, Sarah, a little bit about your brand and what it is that you do. Sure, I am a feminist business strategist and I help uh, women, uh, mostly service based business owners who really want to grow. Uh, their businesses focus on how do you do that in a way that doesn't feel like um, you, you have a business that is running you and uh, not, you know, a business that you run. So I really help women who want to double their revenues in the next
0: 12 months, mm-hmm. um, create a plan to do that. Amazing. I love what you do because that's kind of similar vein what I, I, I help with, but not on the business strategy side. I do it more from a social media perspective. But um, so sense. I love that it's all about, yep, how do you not let the thing run you, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> that we can also very easily let social media, for example, run us. Um, and that's not what it should be there for. So I love that that's what you're helping other women with. Uh, so tell us, how did you get started? How long have you been doing this? Um, yeah, tell us your journey
1: sure so i've been in business for four years and i spent much of my career working in the not-for-profit sector i worked for a foundation organization and spent my time working on like the the big picture issues that um, face women, um, reproductive rights and poverty and domestic violence and, you know, lots of things like that, supporting women in all kinds of ways to um, to find their voice. And at one point, I decided that I was ready for a change. So I found myself
0: in entrepreneurship. Wow. So yeah, tell us about that, that switch. So what made you decide? Cause you know, I don't know, I don't think that it quite happens to where you just decide, you know, to wake up and do this thing. So how did that, that transition happen and, and how did it start to, the seeds of this thing start forming?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it, it was, came as a result of burnout, quite honestly. I was, I had a great job and I really loved what I did and I was a leader and um, it was. Fun. And how to make, you know, help people make big changes in their life. And I got to the point where I was just burnt out and I was annoyed by everybody and um, pretty jaded. You know, when you get to that place where you're jaded, that and I thought oh I don't really like me very much anymore I think I need to figure this out and what I realized through quite a long period it was uh I would say about 18 months from the moment that I was like I don't want to do this anymore to actually leaving and that's because I really loved what I did so I needed to spend some time figuring out um you know, where's the burnout coming from? And how can I take the pieces of this that I love? And what I realized is that uh, gender equality, working toward gender equity, um, is the core of my core values mm-hmm. and the thing that I hold most dear. So once I realized that actually working toward gender equity, there are, you know, only about a million entry points in that, that there's all kinds of things that I could do. And that is really what the inspiration for uh, starting my business was.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, And take us back to that moment because you mentioned that you just, you didn't quite like who you were at that point. Can you, what are some examples of things that either you were doing, saying or or feeling that you were like, this is just, I'm not like, I don't like who I've become. Do you Mm -hmm. remember any of those moments or those um, examples?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, uh, one of the straws that sort of, you know, broke that proverbial camel's back, um, we had funders for our organization and uh, the federal government here in Canada, you know, was a great supporter of our work. And the department is called Wage Now, Women and Gender Equality. But at the time, it was called Status of Women Canada. And, uh, you know, the woman that I was having this particular conversation with is, a you know, a dear colleague. I had worked with her for many years on many different projects. We'd always had a lovely relationship. And uh, she was delivering difficult news to me which is not uncommon in a funder fundy relationship but i was just having none of it and i'm also quite skilled at holding you know um people's feet to the fire uh especially you know in positions of fat power that's part of what you do is their feet to the fire Um, but in that time it was pretty personal. Um, like I took it personally and I, um, probably was harder on her. I I mean, I certainly wasn't, I didn't, um, take my, um, annoyance out on her in a personal way, but I, I was harder on her than I should have been given that, you know, given the circumstance and what was going on. So that was a real moment of like, Ooh, I don't really like, being that angry all the time—it's mm-hmm. really not that much fun. I mean, as much as there's a stereotype about angry feminists, we're really not, and I don't yeah. really like being one.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, thank you. Thank you for being so candid about that because that's like you're right. You know, because I've been in entrepreneur, um, I mean, sorry, corporate myself, and similar. You know, I just didn't. I knew that that was going to be the path for me because of. Slight, it's pretty similar reasons like i just didn't i knew I didn't want to become the person i needed to become to climb that to be you know in the, the top echelon um so I totally totally resonates with me when you're like yeah you know you had become this person that you just didn't want to be um and I know that you mentioned that there was this period of time because you still loved what you were doing and there was this period of time where you you know you you knew that you wanted to get out but there, you know you still love what you're doing and there's this a little bit of back political some conflict can you talk us through that period, and was there anything that was else, maybe maybe more from the internal perspective, that was holding you back from just like taking the plunge? Um, and when I say internal, like any internal struggles, anything like, well, who am I to do this thing that, you know, can you talk us through any of those struggles you might have had?
1: Well, I worked for a not-for-profit, and I was thinking about starting a business. <laughs> like for-profit <laughs> uh, for-profit what what does that even look like you yeah. <laughs> don't even really know uh, so there's a lot of things uh you know and really that was a big piece and when i think about when i actually did make the leap i would say i often say my first year in business was a year-long crisis of confidence um Because I went from being someone who was a leader in my community and someone that people sought out as an expert to uh, someone who didn't have a clue. I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't sure what my value was. How did someone who worked for a not-for-profit for for all those years um, bring any value to anyone in any time? And that was really what my first year in business Looked like and felt like it was very unpleasant
0: <laughs> wow yeah I love that so I, I love how you put it like this you know crisis of confidence because you fully come from this place as you said you were you know an executive or like you know uh, you know yeah. very very senior and very confident very you know and then you went into this completely new environment where now you just weren't that person and that's hard isn't it because it's like you had this identity and now you're like, you're not that person anymore. So how did you get through Like How did, how did you even get through that year? What, what were the, some of the things that the tools that you had to lean on, maybe the people, like what got you through that year? Mm, that's a great question.
1: A number of things. And I, one of them, so I very purposefully say a crisis of confidence because it wasn't that I didn't have any confidence, right? I had confidence in all these other areas. It didn't go away. And we, as women in particular, do ourselves a disservice often um, by our imposter syndrome or our our challenges around confidence I was like I have no confidence well so part of it is that reframing so I did a lot of self-talk a lot mm-hmm. of of that the other thing that I did was uh learn and I took a certification program in that first year and a big piece of what that did was help me unpack and understand what were all of these things that I, I had done in my career and how can they can they apply in business um so I think those were and really sitting with it was the other thing too um I I just needed to sit with it and sometimes we don't really give ourselves enough time for
0: sitting with discomfort. Mm -hmm. Love that. Love that. And then do you, and then do you remember, you know, obviously we went through, um, you you started this business, you went through this period of of crisis in confidence and a lot of learning and a lot of growing. And then do you remember, was there a particular moment in time when everything seemed to change for you? Um, And, you knew that this was going to work? <laughs> well, it was there it was a particular moment that you have in mind that you can, you can think back to where it was like, oh, okay, no, this is exactly the right path that I'm meant to be on? I
1: think more of a series... The moment that I remember that was really defining was at the end of, I started my business in September, 2017. At the end of December, 2018, I was listening to an audiobook that quite frankly was not resonating with me one tiny bit. Um, it was very much a hustle and grind and do all of the things. It was actually about social media, funnily enough. And it was like, be on all the platforms, be on them all the time, do all the things. And I'm thinking to myself, well, clearly you don't have kids kids. kids (laughs) and clients and aging parents, or you have a partner, probably a woman, takes can do all of that. So I was sort of raging against this book that I was listening to, but continued to listen to it. I don't know why. (laughs) Uh, And at one point he said, it's your business and you do with it what you want and that was a changing day. The first thing I did was turned off the stupid audio book with really bad advice for women. And it was a, a weird permission and a reminder that, oh, actually I don't answer to anyone. I get to make these decisions myself. And probably I should just make the decisions and create a strategy for my business that resonates with me. And if I do that, the rest will
0: fall into place as it should. Yeah, wow. And that's a courageous thing to do, right? Because sometimes, um, you know, going from a place of, you know, definite certainty, you know, going from a good paying job, stable, all, all that. Going into a place of uncertainty, first of all, because it's like, well, it's business, it's entrepreneurship, and you just never know what's going to happen. But then even more uncertainty because you're now just kind of almost letting go in a way. You're kind of, you know, you're letting things fall into place where where they they may. <laughs> and that's a really, really hard journey to go through. So when you made that decision, was there part of you that was still resisting that? Or were you just like, yeah, this is and and then did it all fall into place or was there still some things that could have been better or didn't quite work? Um, How was that from, from that day on Mm. for you? It really was a changing day
1: um, in a lot of ways. And yeah, I mean, things have worked very well for me. I, I feel like A piece of it is confidence on confidence comes from action and that you know for anyone who is is. uh, The the confidence piece is resonating it's just about doing it just do the thing and imperfect action is okay, and so when I realized I just need to do the things, no one is really paying all that much attention to me. Because uh, everyone's really sort of obsessed with themselves. Yeah. So it's pretty freeing. And uh, would I say that things have, things have gone pretty well. Uh, you know, I've doubled my revenues every year. And with that came a like an excitement and a desire for more and I feel that that's a piece of this is you know ambition is something that is also um or uncovered it's sort of like an onion you know you sort of peel back the, and what you discover is perhaps that ambition that you always had but has
0: been you know muted by love and experiences yeah Awesome, I love that. Uh, so now, our, our listeners—they believe in the power of storytelling to create human connection—and um, you've just told us this great story that makes you remarkable, um, because not—I mean, no one else has that kind of story, right? Um, so, do you only really share this with your audience, and if so, how do you share that? Well, my book. Um, so, one of the things that
1: I um, I did in twenty twenty. One, Uh, I decided in December 2020 that I wanted to write a book, because I, I started my business, and I live with chronic illness. And so there's all kinds of things that, um, that have been really beneficial and helpful for me in terms of growing my business as uh, quickly and successfully as I have. And I also, as a business strategist, think that if there's any way that we can help, you know, a cheat sheet, a module, or, you know, a framework, a model, I'm all over it. And so what I did was I wrote a book called She Rules, What You Didn't Know is Holding You Back in Business. And it is actually really full of stories. Um, And in, in fact, for each rule at the end of each rule um, I have a section called story time and I tell a story from my life that um, that relates back to that particular rule
0: amazing and what about and then in marketing so obviously you're marketing this book currently um, you know social media I know that you're doing email marketing you know do you share your story even stories I guess even in those mediums
1: yes i am um i i have for a long time and i find that social media is i mean it's all the things that we know we buy from people we know like and trust we buy from people that we know are humans and that are not um only showing the the sales page version <laughs> of their web of their business. And you know, it's an interesting thing. Um, I, I find storytelling and social media um interesting because, you know, at the time that we're recording this, things are are pretty challenging where I live. And, you know, with um sort of a renewal of of um uh, COVID. And, it, you know, in my own personal life, um, it's been a difficult year. And I've experienced, you know, a personal loss in my life of one of my cousins. And so you know, it's an interesting thing to be authentic. Mm-hmm. And on the one hand, I know that I don't want um, for people to think that life is shiny and happy all the time and yet as service-based business owners we want our clients to have confidence in us now don't we so Mm -hmm. i'm curious to know what you think about that how does all of that play into good storytelling on social media
0: well i mean uh yeah definitely happy and definitely happy to, to have a further chat about this but like for me i've definitely found that we don't have to have it figured out um honestly um because as long as we are on that journey and as long as we are one, two, three steps ahead of where our clients or potential clients are, that's all they're looking for, right? They're just looking for someone literally to hold their hand and be like, well, I've, I've figured out this part, this yeah. part of it why don't you come along and, but Hey, but I'm, I'm still human. I'm still imperfect. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still doing all these things. So there's still this bit that I'm still trying to figure out. Um, I definitely believe in, you know, and I, I actually buy from people who are very transparent about that as well, because I'm like, yeah, yeah like that's the thing, like that's how we connect with each other. Right. You that's know true, that. Right? And perfect, I think that's people. why social, like,
1: I think that's why Instagram stories are so great. um because it gives you that ability and i've I've just started um playing around with instagram this fall and that was after watching stories for such a long time and i just i love them i think it's so fun (laughs) and you know sort of low what would you call it like low risk because they just go away after a while
0: and yeah anyway yeah Mm. All right. Awesome. Um, okay. So uh, I love that you just said you're starting to play with, with Instagram, but so what have you been doing? So in you know the past four years, you've doubled your revenues year and year, obviously our audience are entrepreneurs. So can you give some, a, bit, a little bit of insight into how you've actually, what marketing, you know, tool strategies, tactics have you been using to grow your business?
1: I think it's such a great point to talk about, um, Just needing to be one or two steps and being really clear about uh, in that stage of business that you're at, what are the things that you need to be doing? So when I first started out in business, uh, it was very much uh, a focus on, um, on a warm market as I started to build out. So I really focused on the consulting side of my business and working with not-for-profit clients while I figured out what my offer was to business, um, to women who own their own businesses. And so now um, it's really changing, I guess is what I would say. And I've always leaned into LinkedIn and i i started on linkedin because i wanted a separation between uh life and business and i felt that linkedin was a good place to do that over time i've become more comfortable with my social media presence and marrying the two of those where i'm at right now is very much uh, a place of lead generation right i you know i i do um I have great clients i've sorted out an awful lot of stuff um but getting that message out there has continues to be the challenge for me which is why i wrote a book last year and so now we're in the place where over this coming year my focus very much is on visibility is on building out my email list um and so you know we have some options around you know what does that look like in terms of speaking on podcasts, and being more active on social media. And, um, and then really, the other piece to that is doing really good work, so that your clients um, can speak to that, and their success can speak to your marketing endeavors.
0: Yes, I love that. So I think you've answered this question already. But just in case you haven't, where do you see yourself investing for growth over the next year?
1: Oh, very much in the in that visibility space. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And what does that look like for you? So, you know, again, a lot of our, um, a lot of founders listening to this, they, they are looking to scale at some point. And I think you're, True. you're True. at that, that level too, where you're kind of like, that's why you're talking about visibility, right? That's the scaling yeah. point. Um, so what help are you going to get? Like, have you hired people to help you? Um, what made you decide to start there in your hiring? Or are you planning on doing a lot of it your own? What's kind of your path forward?
1: Oh, I really like to outsource everything that I can. And that, that speaks to someone. I live with chronic illness. And so I am building a business that I can w- do only the things that I'm good at. And that if I need to... Um, not be super present for a while then I can really just focus on my client work. So I have an online business manager, an OBM, who manages the day-to-day operations. I have an executive assistant and a virtual assistant. I have a PA um, who is local. So my team is distributed and virtual, except I have a woman who comes to my house. And so she does all the things, and she's a delight. And everyone needs a PA in their life because she takes stuff to the consign or like, you know, to the thrift shop when I need it. And she makes muffins for my kids' lunch. And she, you know, does a little tidy. I could talk for days about her. Her name is also Sarah, and I love her. Um, But I also have a copywriter and a social media manager and, you know, all of those things. So we have really, in the last year, when you talk about scaling we are at that, if we think about the hockey stick growth right and we're right at the curve of the hockey stick stick and that's so we've been building um, and putting all of the components in place you know I know very much what my um, what my marketing mix is, I know very much. Um, what my plan is, I've got the team to help with, um, with the clients as they come in. So you know, our onboarding is, is effortless, and all of those sorts of things. So um, I have always focused on building the team for where you want to be, not where you are right
0: now. Mm, 100%, I could not agree with that more. Um, That's so, so insightful. And this in totality, this interview has been so super helpful for everyone listening to this. So if anyone is interested in seeing what you have to offer, maybe you learn more about your book, where's the best place for them to go? Uh
1: your best place to go is she rules.biz. And so that's my website. Uh you can download a free copy of um uh, like uh, three chapters of the book there. You can from there see where you can order it online. Um, that's probably your best place, and you can Follow me on, uh, you know, Instagram and LinkedIn
0: and Facebook. You can find all of that on my website. Amazing. All right, you guys. So we will drop uh, those in the show notes, those links in the show notes. But thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us. Can I give you one more thing? I'll send it to you afterwards. But in
1: terms of, because we talk so much about confidence, I actually have um, in the back of my book, and I I created a a standalone document, which is all about confidence, and it's called um, How to Have the Booming Confidence of Oprah. So I will send you the link to that if you want to put it in your in your show notes. That would be amazing.
0: All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you love this interview or this podcast in general, please do leave us a review. Uh, share this with all your friends. Subscribe to this podcast and I will see you on the next one. Bye. Shen here. Thank you so much for listening to The Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, deidreeshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time.